0: Hey, uh, hey Anthony, do you like do you like my new shirt?
1: Sure, man. It's cool. Could've been better. What was that? I said it could have been better. You wanna fight about? It? Yeah, I do. Let's go, chump. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a second. We don't need to fight. We don't. All you need to do is go to 86.com and choose from one of their many designs. Franchises range from Skullgirls to Street Fighter and even Blaze Blue. And if you check out 86 through this Twitch channel, use 86.com slash question mark AFF equals four to let them know that Mission Star Podcast sent you. go hello everybody welcome to another episode of the mission star podcast in our brand new format only on YouTube now and podcast services around the globe um, so uh, tonight it's just gonna be us three uh, ramen it's out for tonight so uh, it's gonna be uh, me Greg and Alex it's been a Greg with me as always um, it's going to be, none other than the man himself, great deets. Hi, I'm playing Overwatch. Yeah, he's getting, he's getting his mind ready for later on when he's talking about uh, the Overwatch minutes.
0: What, what I'm, pl- I'm not even playing anything technically important. I'm playing a, a dumb arcade, or not even arcade, like a user-created thing, where they've reduced the amount of time it takes for bullets to fly.
1: Oh. So, any any projectiles just stay in place. Nice, awesome, awesome. And with us, as I said earlier, uh, we have the one, the only, the man that sometimes gets people to hate him, Alex. Only sometimes?
2: I thought that was part of my job description. Am I not living up to my contract?
1: I I think he needs to anger more people. (laughs) You're all fucking (laughs) hoes. Bitches and (laughs) hoes. And we're going to talk about the past week in gaming news, but in a little different format, um, as you will see here in a minute. Um, And uh, with that in mind, um, I am going to do something real quick because I forgot to get the video I need (laughs) for my own. Fucking terrible! (laughs) Drunk ass motherfucker. Um, I did have a beer earlier, so I'm like a little buzz. So bear with me, but I'm... we're super professional here. Oh, absolutely. I mean, professional is in my middle name. Um, but I got the video now. Should be ready. And I'm gonna go first on this one. So, oh, oh and look at that! Look at that! Professional streamer at large. I'm gonna just live on this video. Woo! Okay. Well. The video has now been resized and actually fits the border right now all right so and i'm kind of out of there you go okay yes professionalism all right so um yeah i will start off as you can see our new format i am in the bottom and the other two are above me um and i am going to talk about my topic for uh this week's podcast is the E3 Expo leaks that happened not too long ago. I want to say it was on the 8th and it was reported. Uh, This is a reporter off of Kotaku.com. E3 Expo leaks the personal information of over 2,000 journalists. This was updated. Spreadsheet containing... The contact information and personal addresses of over 2,000 game journalists, editors, and other content creators was recently found to have been published and publicly accessible on the website of the E3 Expo. The Entertainment Software Association, the organization that runs E3, has since removed the link to the file, as well as the file itself, but the information has continued to be be dismantled uh, online in various gaming forms while many of the people listed in the documents uh, provided their work addresses and phone numbers when they registered for e3 many others especially freelance contact traders seem to use their home addresses and personal cell phones which have now been publicized this leak makes it possible for bad actors to use this information to harass journalists to people uh, who say the private information appeared in the leak informed Kotaki that they already recently received crank phone calls since the list was publicized. Um, basically the ESA fucked up hard that they were a a, le- a, a, a a list of content creators, journalists um, and in some cases even some publishers uh, home information or their information content information was leaked on the internet. Um, and especially in this, especially in this industry, especially with how gamers—not all, but a, 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 uh, that some will be an asshole and they will um, lash out against game journalists, sole publishers, or anybody for that nat- uh, for that uh, nature—has um, given has the ESA have fucked up to the point where not only was this leaked out, but apparently. It was in. It was is in the story actually I have right here. Apparently, this was recently, This was found a year ago. Somebody told them about it, and they've done nothing to hide it. <laughs> and as and there's definitely been stories about the ESA and how they organized E3 and how they have that kind of been run around with their uh, head cut off when it comes to organization as a whole. Um so yeah, so and this kind of gave and the talk to a lot of people, it's just like with this such a huge fuck up, like would this affect E3 for next year? Like it, does this matter? Like is is it's people still gonna come for E3? And I mean people, I mean the the publishers and the game companies. Or it's, it's going
0: to absolutely affect E3 next year. Um unless there's a way that they can prove to the, the media or to any publisher, or not publisher, well, I mean publisher, yeah, just anybody who had their shit leaked, which was an immense amount of people, um, unless they can prove that that information is actually safe, like, it's going to be weird. It is. It is. Um, like, it's not going to affect E3 to the point where we're not going to get game announcements and shit like that. Right. But as for... How we get our news from E3? That's going to be weird. I think. I, I... I don't. I don't
2: think it's going to affect how we get our news from E3 at all, because most of the people that give us our news in the normal way, they reg- they register through a company. So the company's information, if they're doing it how they should be registering it, the company information is going to be leaked. What do fucking do? You know where their headquarters are.
1: This wasn't just. This wasn't just. Oh no!
2: But I'm saying, like, for the reporting, like from the main, like the main normal reporters, you know, we the guys we see from Gamespot and shit like that. Mm -hmm. That's going to be business as usual because they're probably registering from uh, as the Gamespot HQ location. Because every time I've ever looked to register for anything press, it gives me the option to register whatever fucking address I want to have that thing sent to. Yeah, so if I true. wanted to, that's true.
0: I could have sent it to your address
2: and you could just give me the pass.
1: That's very true. Very true.
0: Um, th- yeah. It, it- well, the reason, I think the reason, Alex, I say that it's weird, or it's going to be weird, is because um, a lot of people that have come out publicly and said that their stuff was leaked or whatever, mm-hmm. the ones who have said that their information went out to people who want to harm them or had sent them things that were, I don't know. Those people that said things, there was a lot of them. And uh, my thought process is like, if even half of them don't agree to sign up with that company or whatever, like, are they going to go the route that you said? Are they going to go and, and just say fuck E3 entirely and not go? And um, I, it's it's, like, I, again, I don't think it's going to affect how we get our news. Uh, I just think it's going to, mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a little weird. Um, I, I think, uh, I think it was Greg Miller said it, but he was just like, um, it's going to have a, an effect on a very small portion of E3. And it's not going to be a situation where suddenly you don't get E3. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, not I, how, that's not what's going to happen.
2: Yeah, I think the main people that are going to be affected from this are random people going, just random Twitch uh, like bloggers, just people who are doing their own thing there, or just regular attendees. But maybe like very small publications might like as far as press goes. As far as anybody that's large enough press, I don't know. I haven't looked into it. I don't know who's saying that their stuff got leaked. I I would like to know what the fuck they're doing putting their personal shit in the registration to begin with. Like, the first and last name, okay, yeah, the first and last name is going to be there anyways. We can find your first and last name just by looking at the fucking company. 99% of the time, your first and last name are there. What are you doing putting your home address down? What are you doing putting a personal email address down instead of a work email address? Maybe they got your phone. Okay, maybe they got your cell phone. Change your fucking number. Whatever. Like, it's an inconvenience I just don't think that the people who are being affected, like the high-end, like the top people that are saying they're being affected are really, or should have been affected if they had done their due diligence with what the internet is.
1: As someone, as someone, uh, not me personally, talk to you, Alex. As someone who has worked um, or continued to do work in the game industry, what do you think game companies would, would say when they look at this and saw a massive leak of personal information from E3? Like, do they look at that and say, give a pause for coming next year? Or do they look at that and say, we're still coming, but we're just being very cautious of what we put out?
0: That's the, the second one.
1: I don't think They're it just... affects them whatsoever,
2: honestly. Um, Sony Online Entertainment had that giant fucking breach. So, Sony Computer Entertainment of America has had giant breaches. Remember when uh, when the PlayStation Network got breached and yeah. it was like 11 million people fucking got exposed?
1: Mm-hmm. This
2: shit happens. They're aware of it. This is why they hire security specialists. This is why they get outside vendors to come in and do penetration testing. Yeah, hey, you know what? They didn't do the best job that they should have done, and there was something there was something open to the, and they got uh, breached. It happens everywhere. Literally every company does it. That it
0: a, but I don't. Okay, and and Alex, you're not wrong, but at the same time, I don't necessarily agree with this passe. well, it happens all the time. No biggie, because it it's not a no biggie. It is a big deal to the people because,
2: who got leaked. So. I'm not saying. I'm just saying, like, they're going to look at it and be like, well, that's shitty. It should have happened, but it does happen. Everybody that deals with anything to do with the Internet understands. Hell, my company understands it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And then you just do damage control.
0: Sure. And, and, and every company should have that motto of it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when, and then constantly be prepared for that win. And usually because of that mantra – you're prepared. <laughs> You're entirely prepared. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I do agree with Alex that it's not really going to affect that much. It's it's if if even if we still hear about it next year, which I even doubt that much. Like most people probably have forgotten about it and move on and yeah. and, and not worry about it. And, uh, and as far as I know, and I haven't heard anything, but nobody had anything actually bad happen other than just threats.
1: Yeah.
0: Which
2: <laughs> threats are going to happen too. I mean, there, there's other ways that they that their information could have been breached. Yes, maybe the breach can be le- linked directly to the E3 breach, but honestly, if you have a credit card number, and I'm talking to everybody out there, if you have a credit card, just assume somebody on the internet also has your credit card number. Ninety-nine, Like, 90% of all fucking credit cards are compromised.
0: Well, oh, the higher profile you are,
1: the more likely... Well, the more happen. likely it's to happen, too. Yep. Yeah. And and to kind of round it all out, like, in terms of, like, what I personally think, and at first it was like, you know, fucking, oh, man, this is not great for a lot of people, and it still, and it still is. It's still not. Yeah, and at the same time, like, when it comes to E3 like it's too big like it's too it's too big of a thing it is a it is definitely a mainstream kind of every convergence on this one huge event that happens every year I'll Uh, I'll tell you this much Anthony mm -hmm. on that note on what you're saying right now Mm -hmm. if Comic Con suddenly had
0: a massive breach and anybody who bought a ticket through that website had their credit card information their private information leaked somehow um
1: Comic Con would still sell out the next year yeah, agreed. Like it's, it kind, of, it kind of feels like, uh, it kind of feels like when it when it comes to the game industry at times, like if you know somebody quits or you know gets fired, there's somebody else that is ready and willing to go at a moment's notice. And, and there's
0: the, there's the other angle, Anthony, that you have to keep in mind too. That um, if for some reason a person had Uh, goes to one of these people's houses like they get the address and they go there and they rob them or they do something there are insurance things that like I don't want to say insurance companies or whatever but nine times out of ten these people probably have some kind of insurance that would prevent them from being completely fucked over by any kind of asshole that wants to act upon this information Um, then there's also the idea that like if they're injured or hurt somehow, that that the cops nowadays have a very, very easy way to track people down. So, it's it's it would not behoove anybody to act upon any information that they have.
2: Um, Outside of the random threats that have happened, really any further than that, you're just asking for trouble.
0: Yeah, so it's it's from my perspective, it sucks. It really sucks. It's more of a hassle for the people involved than anything else Mm. and the esa has to kind of prove to these
1: people that their information won't be linked again yeah that's that's, really about it yeah and then that's the big thing with them it's like and again e3 is such a huge thing like even if you know when this happened like there's gonna be still a ton of people coming regardless even if say like the major outlets don't go get a ton of other people to come anyways
2: there's no way the major outlets won't go like right. honestly, I mean, I'm it, just being hypothetical. There's, there's no but... way. Uh, no, I mean, even hypothetically, there's no way the major uh, outlets don't at least have somebody there. Yeah, I was going to say like, one let's... person for the conferences.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, I completely, I actually completely agree. Like, let's say, for example, let's throw out a hypothetical here. The people who went this year and had their shit exposed and leaked say, "I'm not going next year. You're not putting my personal information on that website." Guess what? IGN, Gamespot, Kotaku, Polygon do literally get anybody else yeah
1: literally anybody else
2: anybody that works at those companies will go and yeah. i'll heart yeah
1: exactly
2: especially because if you're not one of their main reporters and you get to go report at e3 guess what you're probably now
0: a main reporter yeah, yeah you take that opportunity it's it's yeah. yeah i mean like i said it fucking sucks there's nobody on this planet who would say that it doesn't suck but um, yep. Yeah, it's, it's not as big of a deal as I think, A, people are making it out to be, or B, um, as big of a deal that, uh, that it'll affect E3. I don't think that's a... That's a um, yeah, I, I don't think it's going to actually put a
2: damper on E3 in any way, shape, or form. I think people will go just like they normally would.
0: And I think that's what I was meaning by Alex about it being weird is that we might see new reporters. It's yeah. Entirely yeah. new people. Yeah. <laughs> Which would be kind of nice, let's be honest.
1: Yeah. <laughs> see, see the new blood come up. All right. Well, that was my topic. And now I'm going to move on to Greg's topic here. As I transition into him. So take it away, Greg, on your topic. Okay, so uh, so um, uh, uh, Kotaku, not Kotaku,
0: GameSpot. <laughs> wow, my brain just went. Uh, GameSpot, <laughs> had an interview... <laughs> GameSpot had an interview with uh, Phil Spencer, CEO of Microsoft uh, Xbox division, and um, wanted to ask about Project Scarlet, or the next generation of Xbox. And he, he stated some stuff in that interview that I thought was very interesting. Uh, namely, the fact that they're really working hard on backwards compatibility in the full spectrum and sphere that you can think of. So he was talking about having uh, having it set up essentially to where if you want to play Xbox 360 games on the Project Scarlet, you can do that. You can also play those games with an Xbox 360 controller. So that was weird. And then he said the same thing about Xbox OG. That they're trying to figure out a way to, to make the system compatible with every controller that, had, that has ever come out, including the, uh, which I think this is uh, a no-fucking-brainer, but including the, um, uh, I have, well I can't remember the name of the controller, but it's the one for people that have disabilities.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're talking oh, about. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. Well, that one I think they kind of have to. Right. That's yeah. I was I was like that, that was almost a uh, didn't need to say situation, but he said it anyway. Um, but yeah, so I thought that was I thought that was kind of interesting that they're trying to figure out a way to to get controllers that weren't wireless. To work on the on the project Scarlet. I don't know if the Scarlet's gonna have USB ports or something of the of the ilk to uh, uh, have like an attachment. You could use uh you know maybe like a very very old school Xbox like the Fat Boy. Mm. Like that'd be fucking interesting, right? Like that would be very strange. But it seemed like to me that the 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 idea that phil spencer has kind of pushed forward and continues to push forward with the with the xbox overall is that to make it a system for everybody um i'm sure alex you remember this i know that anthony remember this but back in back when they in uh uh shown a showed off the xbox one it was an absolute fucking disaster yeah <laughs> yeah
2: um Cluster and, from hell holy shit
0: yeah <laughs> Well, it doesn't fucking help when your CEO tells a person, tells a, a reporter, hey, so soldiers don't have internet, but they want to play these games. How could they play these games? We have a system for them. It's called Xbox 360. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Yeah, Holy that shit. was fucking,
2: like, mm-hmm. the train wreck that was the
0: fucking x
2: fucking announcement is fucking legendary that is is a legendary e3 conference and if you've never seen it go back find the pods. it's absolutely
0: it's it's cringeworthy it's uh, honestly very cringeworthy but um so obviously very shortly after that that dude was basically forced to step down and uh phil spencer took his place phil spencer and his team have over the course of the Xbox One's life, completely fucking 180 that console's death. Yeah. Um, They, uh... They had to muscle that shit around, too. That was like oh, driving, absolutely. like... That was like driving an old
2: Cadillac before we had, you know, like, good... Like, the actual steering we have now, so you had to fucking crank that shit. That's yeah. the kind of turn <laughs> they had to take. And they had to flip um, a bitch in
0: that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was, I mean... No hydraulic in, in, assist. no nothing. <laughs> in any way, shape, or form, kudos to them for doing what they did, because it was not an easy feat by any stretch of the imagination. But they've done it. They've gotten the Xbox One to a point where, as we've stated in the podcast before, before you came back, Alex, was uh, with the OG with the OG Xbox One, the Xbox One S, the Xbox One S virtual, or digital only, and the Xbox One X they're clearly giving options to players. They want people to just have fun and play games without having to worry about which version of the console do they, do they get. They want to make it easy to understand which console they want or is, is more affordable or anything like that. And, the, and the, the biggest thing that they're doing is they're like, oh, it doesn't matter which console you get, because you'll be able to play all the games. There's yeah. no game that you'll be able to play. Um, and then this like, they're the ones have, that have been ushering in the crossplay stuff, yeah, with consoles. Yeah, they
2: fucking straight up called Sony out. Yeah, absolutely. they called yeah. Sony out with yeah. like, "Hey, we're gonna do it with Nintendo." By the way, the reason reason we don't have it with the pay- PlayStation Four. is Because Sony's a bitch. Yeah, I mean, they <laughs> didn't say Sony's a bitch, but
0: they implied Par- it. Heavily. Paraphrasing,
1: but yes, they, they
0: implied it heavily.
1: <laughs> absolutely.
0: One of the things, one of the things uh, Phil Spencer said in that interview, which I thought was interesting. Um, cause it's, it's kind of like an indirect call out to Sonny, but, um, yes, I have a whole gallon of water in my room because I don't feel like going downstairs. Uh. I have a mini fridge with water bottles literally right next to my desk. I was going to buy a mini fridge before the summer and I just,
1: I got anyway. I, I got a beer, so. <laughs>
0: uh, do so you can still drink beer? My, fu- I, I have to drink fucking seltzer alcoholic water in mm. order to get, to get drunk. Mm. Um. This fucking diet's gonna kill me before I think it actually works. Uh, Anyway, uh, one of the things he said in there was that uh, when when asked about the competition with Sony, he said, I don't know that we're having a direct competition with the PS5, but I will say this that the Xbox or that the Project Scarlet will be uh, four times as powerful as Xbox One X. I was like, that's like this weird, like. Kind of muscling,
1: but not at the same time. I mean, they've always prided themselves on like we got the most powerful system in the world, and all I of that. Think is, yes, you're
0: you're right, but also at the same time that usually is coincided with against the Xbox One, or I'm sorry, with the PS4. Mm-hmm. This wasn't that. Yeah. He even he even redirected the whole like talking about the Xbox versus the PlayStation. He was just like. I don't know that we're directly competing, but...
2: That's because they're not. Because it's it's come out, the PS5, the new one that they're coming out with, it just barely misses the mark, uh, graphics-wise, on the top-of-the-line NVIDIA cards.
0: Oh, so, I
2: yes, absolutely. It just barely misses the mark. So, him to say, oh, we've got that beat, like, no. Bro, no, not even close. What the fuck? Don't even try. <laughs>
1: like, well, that's... You
2: and can't, that's I think you can't so that shit.
0: It's almost passive-aggressive, and I love it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, we, we've talked about that before, how like Microsoft is clearly not competing anymore. They're just trying to make a good product. They just they're trying make... to go the Nintendo route. Where
2: right. they're like, fuck, I don't give a shit what everybody else does. I'm just going to do my thing, and fuck it. <laughs> I think yeah.
1: for me, when it comes to Microsoft, and again, they have definitely turned a 180 on what, they'd launched during the debut of the xbox one i think for me like what microsoft i think is the end game for them is that they're giving options to a lot of people for these consoles especially with what they have right now what they're producing in the future but i think the en- ultimate end game for them is going to be a uh, game pass I think that they they that's going to be the thing that's going to keep them going, and they're going to expand that to not only to the Xbox consoles, but eventually, as we see already, experimenting on the on the Switch. Yeah, so right. I would
2: agree with you, if not for the fact that the very man we've been talking about has come out and said that he has he that the full conversion to like streaming streaming games being a thing is probably five to ten years out, minimum. That's, like I, like I that, that that's as fast as it's possibly going to come out, and. Honestly, that that reminds me too. He likes to shoot his fucking mouth off without having any numbers to back shit up. He really does.
0: If you you're ever watch any of his shit, you're talking about Phil Spencer, right? Yep. Just to clarify, okay.
2: Yep, Phil Spencer um, likes to shoot his fucking mouth off without having any numbers to back it up.
0: Yeah, more or less. I mean, to be fair, he is the he is the talking head. He needs to do something like that. I mean, they all do that. But yeah. regardless, I think that. Uh, I think that at the end of the day, it's, it's, I don't know. I'm trying, what I'm trying to say is that it's, it's what they're doing in, in terms of business is very smart. Like, yes, I, I actually kind of agree with him on the whole streaming thing. Like it's, it's five to 10 years out as a, as a feasible thing. I, I kind of agree with that. Um, Cause we've talked about Stadia just, Kind of, it's gonna fucking fall flat on its face. Yeah. Well, right. I Do you agree I, with that.
2: I think, and I'm gonna touch on this more later. I, I really am. Um, I think the only reason he might be close to correct is the fact that if you look at the United States. Now we're gonna only look at the United States. Well, I'm not gonna discuss the the network infrastructure in other countries because other countries are much more advanced than we are here in the states. But if you look at the United States, bro- high speed broadband internet does not come easy. There's a lot of places in the in the United States where you do not have good internet. So he's correct because of that, but he's incorrect in every place that has decent internet.
0: Well, we've talked we've yeah, we've talked about that. We talked about that before, uh how like I pay 80 something dollars, $87 or something like that for high speed internet that has a terabyte data cap. And if I want unlimited, I have to pay another fifty dollars a month. Um, other countries pay fifty dollars American, you know, with conversion and all that jazz, uh, and they get unlimited internet, high-speed internet. Like they're bit like Dubai for fuck's sake. Oh no, oh, have- fuck that! Let's go to the EU.
2: Just EU. Fuck D- Dubai, uh, London, fuck or just Britain in general, I guess. Or you could go to Germany or fuck Romania like all of these places have decent internet it's just us
0: yeah yeah and that that has a that there is a history with that and our and our ips and whatnot because of fucking greed and all that jazz but um uh uh, for the sake of of argument when it comes to streaming stuff and the game pass ultimate um I think the Game Pass Ultimate is better. So, Alex, have we ever talked about why consoles have paid for subscriptions for online services? Uh, we have not, actually. So, from what I've read, and because I looked into it quite significantly, but from what I understand, it costs more money to have servers redirect from a system to a server than just from a PC to a server. Um. So, like, I don't know. I honestly, I just don't know. I haven't looked into it, so I, I wouldn't be able to comment on that. Um, yeah, like like what I read was like, because everyone was bitching and moaning that Nintendo was going to have an online service. And uh, uh, you know, oh, it's always been free, and yada, yada, yada. And so I was like, why do consoles have online services, but PC doesn't? You can buy a brand new uh, game on Steam, or Epic, and you uh, Play it online immediately without having to pay any extra shit. So, why did that happen? And from what I understand, from what I was told, when the Xbox sends a signal out, it goes to Microsoft servers for the sake of uh, DRM and mm-hmm. then redirects to a different server for the game. Yeah. And then it's makes prob- that there's happen.
2: probably an extra bounce
1: at least. Yeah. So, that's,
0: yeah. And so, in that case, like, I understand why they need to have that for their systems. Um and uh what I personally love is this new age of thank you for paying for our service, here's some free shit once a month. Uh I really fucking dig that. Yeah. Um especially with how Microsoft's handling it. I get fucking Gears five day one without having to pay for it because I pay fifteen dollars a month for Game Pass Ultimate.
1: Absolutely. Yep.
0: I'll, I, I'll... I'm gonna get Outer Worlds. Day one for free. Well, for free, because I pay for Game Pass online, Which yeah. not only allows me to get these games, but also I get the Game Pass games on top of the service that I was already paying for to play online. Yep. Like it's it, I fucking love it, man. And mm-hmm. and PlayStation needs to get on board with that. Nintendo, you're only charging me twenty dollars a month, so you get away with a couple free NES games. But, <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I think that's brilliant, and I can see Ultimate changing into a streaming-only service. Oh, and, and, and here's
2: the why. thing. And here's the thing too. Like a lot of people, I've heard a lot of people bitch about it for years and years about, oh, you know, I have to pay this, and I understand it sucks. But at the same time, and I, I'm an old school World of Warcraft player. I used to pay 15 bucks a month to play a game on the computer, and that's the literally the only thing I had access to for 15 dollars a month. It's one of those things where it look the grass is greener on the other side. Mm. They have done a lot, even even Sony has done a lot to incentivize actually subscribing. There's extra features for everything now. Yes, but if you when you run into them on a computer, that's literally it. You're paying that you're, and it's pretty much universal across the board. It's fifteen bucks a month. Sometimes you run nine ninety nine, but it's, it's usually fifteen a month to access this game online.
0: Isn't it yes, you bought that
2: game and you can't play any other way. By the way, you pay. Isn't it monthly MMOs? MMOs, yes. Yeah. You buy the game plus you pay a monthly subscription, and yeah. that's a, a discussion. If you don't pay the subscription, you can't play the game.
0: Fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. WoW's been, wow. As far as I know, Wow has been like that from day one. Yep. Wow has always been like that. Yes. Yes. Always.
2: Um, um, the Final Fantasy MMO always been like that, as far as I know.
0: Yes. Definitely. I wonder. I wonder which. I wonder if there are any MMOs on PC that don't do that. Guild Wars. Uh,
2: there are some free-to-play MMOs, but they're highly transaction, uh, microtransaction-heavy.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: There is. There is. I,
0: Speaking yeah. of that, uh, Luke Smith today in a thing for Destiny 2 was talking about that. Once Destiny 2 moves past uh, the DLC, like this next DLC, the Shadowkeep one. Uh, the way that Bungie wants to move forward is that all DLC is free, and that their microtransaction system will pay for all that DLC.
1: Mm, interesting. I know he recently put out like an entire like what's a twenty page doc of like this current state of Destiny Two online for anybody to read. Which yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Well, here's a real question though: Are they going to retroactively apply that? So if I go back to Destiny Two, am I going to get all the other co- content as well?
0: It, I, or, I don't it, or are
2: they just going to jump me up to wherever they are now?
0: Because well, I, about-
2: I know with the new expansion for Destiny 2, anybody that comes into the game is going to get baselined at 750 light.
0: Right. He, he, he talked about that and and he's not a, he, from what I understand, he's not the world's biggest fan of doing that because it he feels like it kind of uh, devalues the work of everybody else that was hmm. trying to get to 750 and all that jazz. Um, but at the end of the day, he wants everyone to play together. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's very strange. It seems like it's very transitional right now. Like, uh, we're way off topic, by the way. But it seems like <laughs> yeah. it's very, it's, 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 we have gone way down that bird road. road. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well,
1: this
0: is this is why we don't want to do it live anymore, folks. Because we can do this. We're we gonna have a fucking strict time limit.
1: Yeah.
0: But uh, yeah, it seems like it's transitional. It seems like they're trying to get their bearings because after leaving Activision, they're like, well, we want to make this game more of an MMO and less of whatever the fuck Activision was trying to make at the next the next Halo. Um, and so, a lot of the stuff that they're doing is very, very grindy, very fucking grindy. Yeah. Like there were there were people in this. Like I was watching Professor Broman today, who him and his group have the uh, world records for the King's Fall raid. Like they're the world's first.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but I was watching him today play No Man's Sky with a couple people, and they 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 pulled up that giant fucking thing, the dock, mm-hmm. and they were reading it. And one of the guys in the group was just like, well. I was gonna play a lot of Call of Duty, but now it looks like <laughs> I'm gonna grind the fuck out of Destiny. So, it's, it, yeah, it's it's just, it's, it's very grindy. Um, the reason I bring up Destiny 2 at all in this whole conversation is because I'm not, or I am not, how do I say this? I'm a fan, not a huge fan, I'm a fan of this idea that if I pay a small service fee, I get a lot of shit if i pay a small service fee i get to do a lot of shit within the game um i'm I'm also a fan of the idea that if other people want to spend their money on microtransactions and i get free dlc i'm cool with that too um it's it's kind of like uh when when i started playing uh, uh overwatch and you know their their whole like business model is that all the characters and maps and whatnot are free um no matter what, they they come out for free. They just every update's free. There's no there's no paid for shit, except you can buy loot boxes. And my friend and I were like, well, we did pay sixty dollars for the game, but we know that this money is going towards you know the development team making new shit. So you know, I've bought probably about a hundred dollars worth of loot boxes over the past two two and a half years over time, um, and I know that that I know what that money's going for. You know. Uh, so if, if Destiny 2 does the same thing, if if Xbox can do the same thing, where I know that that money that I'm spending is going towards making things better, giving me free shit, I'm okay with spending a few bucks here and there every little while. I mean, as, as I pointed out before, I've spent fucking $60 on games I didn't like or play that much. So $15 a month for making sure that Xbox isn't a hunk of shit anymore, I'm okay with.
1: Cool. All right.
0: That's my point. That's that's all I was getting at. It was a long way around that because that's how my brain works. But we got there. Man. <laughs> yeah, we got
2: so, there. So um, j- just so everybody knows, Anthony's about to fucking hate me. Uh, I'm calling an audible last minute okay. about what I'm going to be presenting. Oh, <laughs> so
1: I just destroyed geez, all of his trash. I destroyed bitch.
2: everything that he was trying to do.
1: Well, okay.
0: Well, so I have no B- uh... I have no b-roll. Sorry, folks. So no, no. So, actually, what would be really funny is if your b-roll was still the Ooblet
1: stuff. It's yeah. not. Um, it's not. <laughs> all right. Well, I will... It's not even indie related anymore. All right. Well, I will see if I have anything on file to, to get it. <laughs> all right. Well... Anthem. Let's talk Anthem, guys. All right. <laughs> anthem it is. You
2: might have something on that. I don't know. Probably. We've anyway, talked about Anthem in the past. <laughs> anthem lead producer Ben Irving is leaving Bioware. He's, le- he's got a job at another studio, but says the game has a quote-unquote bright future. Um, he re- announced this on Twitter. Uh, he says that after eight amazing years of BioWare, he has made the decision to move on, has accepted an exciting opportunity to another game company. Uh, since the first time he played Boulder's Gate many years ago, BioWare was the dream he always wanted to work at. And yet he's leaving. So, what does this mean for Anthem? We all know how
0: Great, the launch was? I mean, (laughs) mean, my answer, here's the thing, Alex, is I I was a big advocate for Anthem coming out. I was very excited for it. I played it. I I enjoyed the 30 hours I played of it, but unfortunately, that's about all you get out of it. Um, Unless you're really, really, really into that grind, which was fucking boring. Um, Boring after a while, anyway. Uh, But unfortunately, as we know, even though they said it was a seven-year development cycle, it was actually an 18-month development cycle.
2: Yeah, it wasn't anywhere near. It was rushed. We all know it was rushed. Here's the thing, though. I know for a fact that they're still trying to bulk up the Anthem dev team. I know that for a fact. I've got connected in this tree. I'm not going to throw out names. I'm not going to throw out positions or anything like that. But if you look at their website, you can find listings that are for the Anthem game. They're trying to bulk up the dev team so they can continue to actually put out the content and to correct the game i have had discussions with friends that are still in the industry um about this and about the terrible reception and we for the most part we've come to the to the agreement that anthem reminds us a lot of how diablo 3 launched
0: Hmm.
2: It, it was everyone was super excited for it true and it fucking fell on its face like it was a fucking mess when it first came
1: out that's true we all
2: remember year one diablo 3
1: yeah
2: where you played it for like six months
0: you're like okay i'm done (laughs) yeah Yeah. i didn't i didn't play day one i didn't play day one but i do remember looking at all the like looking at what twitter was saying and like what what the news articles were saying and stuff and just like people fucking hating it like you didn't even need to
2: play day one if you played year one that shit was a fucking mess yeah, and it was a mess, and it was a really big mess until they shut down the real life, uh, real life money. Oh
1: fuck! That's then right. it got a little bit better. Shit! I totally and, but about it was that. still
2: a mess, and then, <laughs> and then they completely fucking turned it around because Blizzard went up, as Blizzard does a lot of the times. They went, they went into, uh, they went into BlizzCon, they went into the Diablo Three, uh, you know, uh, meeting for all the fans to be there. They got off the stage and went, hey guys, we fucked up. Our bad. We know we did bad. We're going to fix this. Here's Reaper of the Souls. And it fucking fixed the game. Diablo 3 revived after Reaper. It came back. There was a huge following for it all of a sudden. People started playing it. You saw streamers playing it. It became something to actually play. So what what I personally think is happening is I think Bioware is trying to do Reaper for Anthem. They are trying to fix the core issues they have, balance the game out, and then they're gonna push out a uh, expansion, and be like, "Hey guys, we done fucked up. Here's everything we fixed. Here's the new game.
0: What's up?" So, so I actually I wholeheartedly agree with you, and I hope that is the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I will say in regards to a studio doing that, and they did it successfully, Hello Games.
1: Yeah, Um, definitely, yes.
0: Sean Murray has said publicly, we fucked up. We fucked up big time. We promised shit we couldn't fucking meet, and unfortunately, we lost a lot of fans for that, and we want to make it up. So we're going to fucking do what we promised to do and release in a completely free DLC, granted three years later, but No Man's Sky Beyond is fucking good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I still won't touch the game, honestly. I played
2: No Man's Sky when it came out, and it just completely like I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm But, done.
0: Regardless, but regardless. But I
2: have, I have seen streams, I have heard people talking about it. Mm-hmm. I agree they did a huge turnaround. They did a huge turnaround on it. And it's I all think... it, No Man's Sky and Diablo three are probably in my mind two of the games that have the worst reception at launch and have turned the community around for themselves.
1: And they have now,
0: yeah. I guess, no, the reason I bring this up is because No Man's Sky did it three years after launch. Uh, Diablo probably, what, two years after launch? Um, let me find out. you I keep talking, I'll find out. But do you think, do you think Anthem could do that in three years? Do you think that their fan base will stick around and give them a second chance in three years from now?
1: I would, and that would answer that to say yes, but like my other thing would say, do you think EA will have its leash long enough for them to do so? Yeah. That's okay, so
2: Diablo 3 launched May 15, 2012 and Reaper of the Souls marched, uh, launched March 25, 2014. So two years. Two years okay. uh, it felt so like I two
0: years. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't remember
0: an exact date. So but...
2: I think, so, but that also is Hello Games is an indie studio. It's a small little studio. So right. yes. three years of turnaround time for an expansion to do some major reworks. 100% understandable. Two years to put on a Uh, an expansion that not only adds an entire act, but completely changes the face of the game for a AAA title studio. Understandable. I think that if they take more than two years with Anthem, they're dead in the water. Because Anthem still has a player base. It still has a player base. There's still people streaming it. People still enjoy it. But I think if they take more than two years, they're fucking themselves over. And at that point, they're basically like, fuck Anthem. We're doing Anthem 2.
0: Yeah, I, I mean yeah well then that's that's kind of where I was standing like I was just sitting there, like that's why I posed the question because I yeah. was like it, it's it's to me it's such a weird situation to uh see a studio go through this especially a studio that I love because I'm a huge fan of border of uh, not borderlands I mean I am but <laughs> yeah. um I play quite a bit of dragon age so I want to see them succeed and I'm glad that certain things have happened in terms of media to kind of force their hand into making the conditions better there Mm -hmm. um regardless of how it was how true it was versus how not true it was what the fuck ever doesn't matter condition working conditions are better there um and uh i'm happy to see that i'm happy to hear that uh the guy uh what's his name again that left uh
2: the one that just left yeah i'm trying to remember his name it was uh lead producer uh brian irving brian
0: irving
1: uh, ben,
2: sorry, Ben, ben Irving, Irving Ben Ring, Ben Irving. I yeah. Brian,
1: yeah. You said bad. Brian.
0: You said Brian. I said, I Brian, like... I don't know why. I think I just kind of threw letters across. Well, I did not I I didn't I didn't correct you. I was just like, Brian, yeah, that seems right. not no, ben, uh, ben, I got the first letter right. Fuck it. Close enough. <laughs> sorry. But, ben yeah, so uh yeah, so Ben Ben leaving definitely is a is a fascinating thing because it almost seems like he's just he's done with the controversy. Maybe. Uh-huh.
2: Possibly, I mean I, I don't know where he's going. So that's the thing. He did not announce where he's going. Um, so I don't know if it's just maybe he maybe he's going to a smaller studio and he wants something that he's got more hands on to to form fresh from the start. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Without without knowing where he's going, I, I can't really say he's just done with the controversy or you yeah. know, he just he doesn't look he's not in love with the game anymore. I mean they're all possible. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's somebody said, Hey, We will match it and you get to produce something from the ground up in the form that you want. Yeah. Or that's kinda hard to pass up.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. or or it could be that his like his role and his his work is pretty much done at this point with Anthem. And that maybe he wants to move on to another company. So And (laughs) another
2: well, another thing to look at too is generally speaking, in any kind of IT world, if you've been at a company for eight years, some people will consider your your career as dead if you've been any at any one job for eight years, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that that's generally how it goes. Now, that's mostly on the, like, the straight IT side, but even for developers and stuff like that, it, it can be seen that way. If you're a producer and you've just been at the same company, maybe you've launched a couple of titles or else, you know what that company does, broaden your horizons, expand your tool set. So maybe that's really what he's doing.
1: Yeah, and that it, and it be- very be... could be Uh, i mean
0: i did to the you know the best to ben you 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 gave us some fucking amazing franchises or at least you produced amazing franchises um and and the best of luck to you i uh i really really hope that bioware can turn around anthem because i like playing the game it's Mm -hmm. fun agreed this this new thing they just put out fucking sucks i'm sorry yeah, no,
2: it, it does. I mean I, I got it. I bought it recently because I got it for ten I got it for twenty bucks. So I was like, yeah, fuck it. 20 bucks. Sure. If I get you know 10 hours out of that, hey, you know what? That's pretty good. Let's mm-hmm. let's be honest. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um so I, I see some major issues with it. I really do. The game in general. Like it's still kind of clunky when you control it and stuff like that. It's much better than it was when it was out when they were showing the alpha off and stuff like that. But it's still kind of clunky. So, is it gonna just turn around to be perfect? I don't know. Is it? Is there? Are they trying? It sure looks like. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. I I really do, in my heart of hearts, want this fucking game
1: to succeed. I agree. I I, and the thing the thing with Anthem is like I've. I I like the combat like I like playing the game like it was fun like it's it's fun uh, Going around the the sky basically being like Iron Man essentially Um, I like the idea of it and I like where they're going with it Um, But there's definitely a lot of issues and a lot of problems they need to fix and my my only thing that I'm worried about is with EA specifically are they, they gonna have a long enough leash for them to do so and make this turnaround with this game, um, or are they gonna cut it off at some point and say, "You know what? You guys had enough time to try and fix this and turn around. We're not seeing any profit from it. We're cutting it. We're cutting it now."
2: Honestly, I don't think EA has any other option. There's too, there's too much everything sunk into this. If it, if it just goes down in flames and it stays that way, Bioware's reputation takes a hit which is not something you can just
1: let that happen. I mean, they kind of already had that for the past year and a half, maybe more well, so. Yeah, No, it,
2: it has happened, but at the same time, they're still working on it. They're still putting out content, not at the speed that they were talking about, which they're very open about. They're, hey, hey, guys, we still want to do all the content, but we're not on the same schedule anymore. Our release schedule has pretty much ground to a halt. We are working on fixing the game for you. They've come out and said that. Yeah, so yeah. that speaks to, you know, them, like, yeah, their reputation took a hit, but they're like, okay, you know it's a dumpster you know it's a dumpster fire, but you're trying to put it out.
1: Okay. Yeah, and, and in due time, we'll, we'll definitely find out. But I hope it does turn around. I really do. I really do.
2: And just so you know, uh, Ben Irving, in his eight years at Bioware, was on two games, Star Wars The Old Republic in 2011 and Anthem. Interesting. Really? Hmm. So
0: Dragon Age and, and Mass Effect had nothing to do with him?
2: He he's not on those game credits whatsoever. Um, Star Wars: The Old Republic. He was a change in release. He was in change in release management. And in an anthem, he was a lead producer. That's huh. interesting. Wow. Huh. I
0: thought I thought he had something to do with fucking Mass Effect. Well, whatever. I don't care then.
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, no. He.
0: I mean, Star Wars: the Old Republic. Come on.
2: That, that was a great game. It was
0: a great <laughs> sure. Game. Sure. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not disagreeing. That was a dumpster <laughs> fire at first, but it's still a pretty good game. Yeah. <laughs> so he didn't—he didn't have anything to do with the original uh, Knights of the Old Republic, just the MMO. No, he started in 2011, just the MMO. Wow.
1: Okay. All right. That's wow. interesting.
0: Hmm. That is well,
1: very interesting. Yeah.
0: But here's the thing, I mean...
2: though. Remember, Star Wars: The Old Republic was a dumpster fire when it first came out. It's actually got—it's its fans have turned around and have said, "Hey, it's a good game now." He was part of the reason why it turned
0: around. So he's got some skills. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Well, best of luck, Bioware. We want us—we want to see this anthem game that you promised us a long time ago. That we know you want to make. So, yeah,
1: definitely. All right, so um, a little, little change of order because now that uh, we've kind of set up in this situation where, um, remember Overwatch a minute, and remember uh, why you're wrong and how we did it once every episode. Well. No, Uh, do whatever the fuck we want. Exactly. So now we get. Bitch. Now you get both. Now, now you get. (laughs) Now you get. Me on the side (laughs) of the road. (laughs) Now you got both, um, from, uh, two people now. So, um, with that in mind, let's go with the Overwatch minute first, and then we'll go into why you're wrong with Alex. So with that being said, let's roll out the intro. For the Overwatch minute, the Overwatch minute with great deeds.
0: is going to be longer than, than me talking. <laughs> 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 oh, Lord. I was like, I was like wait, wait. Got a Gotta stretch it.
1: That's a cool-ass I mean, intro,
0: damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is good. I just can't see it. So I'm like, now, 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 I, now.
1: What is it? <laughs> uh,
0: but uh, guys, so for Overwatch, we have a massive, massive update. We have a new hero that is publicly on the servers. And I talked about him before when he was first announced. And I've had a chance to actually play him, Sigma. Uh, Sigma is is a very tough tank to get a hold of. Um, so he has he has three things that he can do outside of his alt, uh, which I'll get to in a little bit here. But one ability, I drawn a blank on the names of them. I should probably just have my phone in front of me with the shit on it. Um, Sigma's kit is interesting. He has his his. I'm gonna use Xbox lingo because that's what I fucking play on. So forgive me. Um, his left bumper attack or ability is he'll absorb whatever damage is being outputted towards him for like a whole second, and then he puts that into a personal shield on his health bar. Um, this is usually useful with like soldiers attack or. Um, God and any anything in that in that vein. If a whole team like if if Diva's rushing him, he can absorb all of her damage and then put it into a shield for himself, which usually protects him when she finally makes contact. Uh, but I, I I like that a lot because it's not overpowering him. It's not a, it's not so much shield that it hinders or like hinders the other team. Um. I would generally say that if you were to take a shit ton of damage with that, the most shield he can get is like 200 on his already 400 health. So that, I like that. That's not too much. That seems about right. Um, The other ability that he has is he can basically gravitationally hold up a, a, like he basically pulls a boulder together and then hucks it at anything. This knocks somebody down. It's not as bad as, hammer, as, as Reinhardt's Hammer Down. It's not uh, Sleep Dart. It's not, uh, you know, Brigitte's Stun. It just kind of, they just go, and then get back up. Where this is, is useful is if somebody is alting on point. Let's say a Reaper hops in the middle of a point and starts going, die, die, die. Now, when my friend plays a Sigma, all of a sudden I hear, die, uh! and then he's done. And then he either ghosts out of there or gets killed. One of the fucking two. It is awesome, in that regard. I fucking love his little, like, knockdown boulder. Um... And the other thing is that those abilities come back after a pretty lengthy time. So you don't get to just keep throwing boulders. It's like a solid 10-second cooldown. Um... And the energy thing, the absorb energy thing, is like a fucking 15-second cooldown. So it's like, that shit doesn't come back quickly. He also has a shield. Um... It has 1,500 health, so it's 500 less than Reinhardt's shield and about 700 more than Rorisa's. Um, Yeah, because Orissa's 800. But what's interesting about his shield is that he can throw it pretty fucking far. So again, we're talking about an Xbox controller. If I hold down the, the left trigger, he'll start to throw it out, and then when I let go, he'll stop. And it stays out there, and if I hit the trigger again, he recalls it to have it charged. Um, this is useful for like, let's say, uh, a Farrah's up in the sky, and she's raining down her her alt. You can literally throw the shield in her face and kill her. Um, one of the things I found that's useful is if Hammond drops his alt, which is a bunch of little mines in the area, you can have your shield go through all those mines and destroy them, so they don't hurt your team. It's rad. It's rad in that. Uh, so he is another shield tank. A lot of people have been asking for less shield tanks because when you have like an Orisa and a Reinhardt combo or let's say you even throw a fucking um, uh, like you have a brigida and then you also have a Zarya or something like that and you're playing goats with two other healers. It's impossible to break that. Well, that's where we come into the next thing, which I'll talk about in a minute. But we'll roll key. Uh, quickly to finish off Sigma. Um, his regular attack are these two little balls that he has in his hands. Um, sometimes I call them Benoit balls because I'm a dirty fuck. Uh, but what they do is they can bounce off walls. They, they have a very short range. They bounce off walls and they have a little explosion. If you're able to nail somebody with two of the balls... God damn it! <clears throat> um, you'll do 120 damage to them. So, Sigma can can kill any 200 health character in two hits. Uh. However, here's where the other part comes into play. Here's about how fast he throws them. Shoot! 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 <laughs> you see how slow it is (laughs) it's it's not fast enough to be an annoyance but it's slow enough where you feel that it's even you feel that it's right that if i do get hit by these fucking very short range balls that can bounce off walls if i get hit by both of them i probably deserve to die i shouldn't have been that close to him to begin with so i love it for that i genuinely do um uh, let's see what else oh his ultimate um i don't remember what it's called but i was using it in like a no or uh no ultimate cooldown situation so like ultimate came back all the time and like one of the creative things but what he does is he has this massive gravity well and anyone that's caught in it gets lifted up into the air and they're they're suspended for about four to five seconds and then they're slammed to the ground And that slam does, I want to say a hundred damage. So generally speaking, if if a Sigma alts the enemy team, what your job is, is to damage the guys in the air. So that way when they do hit the ground, they die. That's what you you want to happen. Um, I don't know if they'll fix it. It seems like a small glitch, but whenever I get lifted into the air by Sigma and I'm playing as Lucio, I'm able to alt in the air. (laughs) That's usually not the thing with Lucio. <laughs> like, I have to hit the ground with his ult in order to activate it. So, I don't know. I'm enjoying it. It saves my ass every time. I'll take it. Um, but yeah, that's Sigma. I, I really enjoy Sigma. I think he's a great addition. Uh, but as I said earlier, he's another shield hero. And I couldn't imagine how fucking frustrating it would be to have his shield, Arista's shield, and Reinhardt's shield at the same time to go against. So, I'm really happy that they initiated what some call the bunker comp but it's 222 two, two. it's 2 damage 2 tank and 2 support this is for competitive mainly um now unfortunately a while back they did they did put basically all the damage heroes I'm sorry they put all these uh, um defense heroes in damage and changed their kits up to where they're more damage output uh, this this includes Symmetra. This includes uh, Torbjorn. Like they're all damage output characters now, because of how their kits have been changed. Um, but this is also a little bit of an issue with the two 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 system, because if you pick damage, if that's the if that's the role that you've chosen uh, before the match even starts, then you need to be prepared to outpick. One of the greatest things about Overwatch is knowing other play, other other characters' counters, and if you know that you can choose a different character to um, outpick another one or whatever. I'm, I'm, like, let's say the enemy team has a May and she's running, she's running shop on your whole team. You need to pick McCree and take her out. That's your job. The tank and support class yes they can change their character in case there's a counter pick to them and they need to change or whatever that's fine but it's not as big of a deal as it is for damage so for fuck's sake if anyone's watching this and they play overwatch regularly change your fucking damage character to do damage please it was already bad enough in other in, in, in previous competitive where you would go from a fucking healer to a tank for seemingly no reason. Ah. All right. Now that said, I really, really enjoy roll queue. I like that we are absolutely gonna have two healers and we're gonna have two tanks. That's a fucking godsend. Um... Now, maybe if you're in Grandmaster, if you're that fucking good, Roll Q is a pain in the ass. But for somebody who is essentially stuck in gold, I, I'm I'm so happy. <laughs> so happy it's a thing. Because now I don't have to solo heal as fucking Lucio. Nice. And I appreciate it, Overwatch. I really do. There's a few other character changes, like... Uh, they really wanted to make Vegeta um, more of a healing character than a tank, as she was. So her shield went from 500 to 200. Like, it goes away real fucking quick. Um, I don't know if she does more more healing with her mace. Uh, which I feel like they should have upped her healing on that, but... like. Orissa doesn't, or not Orisa, but uh, Vegeta doesn't seem as much of a thing now as she did before. Um, I mean, she still stuns. She still does what she normally does. She just, she's weaker. But I don't know if that's good or bad. I don't know. Uh, it seems like the people who play her most often are not happy with the change, but them's the breaks with Overwatch. Um, God forbid the day they fuck with Lucio. Uh, cause I will scorch earth their ass, I swear to God. <laughs> Mm. but yeah I'm again really enjoying Roll Queue the other cool thing they did with Roll Queue it's in beta which I'm not sure what exactly that entails like I don't know if they'll if if they're saying that so that way they know that they'll have to change it and if they change it because at this point Overwatch has had so many changes (laughs) over over the past two and a half years that you could argue the game is in beta (laughs) and it's been in beta this whole time Um, but uh, yeah I don't know Uh, It's 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 a thing, but um, yeah, they're they're just changing a lot. They're they're gonna they want to make the game more even, more fair. I mean, a lot of people forget that when the game first came out, even in even in season one of competitive, um, there was no limits on the heroes. The the uh, the hero lock thing, like when you pick a character, no one else can pick that character. um, That came around, like, after the second month of the game being out. So a lot of the shit that we have now that nobody questions, like, was added because of issues. So, everyone complaining about Roll Kill, you'll get used to it. You'll move on. Like, the game is meant to be played that way. That's how they always intended it. And you can fuck around with that. Like, there's still ways to fuck around in that. But... Like I see a lot of Moiras now because they're like, well, there needs to be three DPS. <laughs> or they choose, yes, hello. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else that they've added to the game or anything, any other changes that they've made with Overwatch in this past update. I mean, there was a lot of little bugs that they fixed and whatnot. Like uh, a lot of the characters had tiny tweaks to them, nothing major. The made again, the biggest one was was Vegeta. And Sigma's fucking rad. So there's that. I'm done. That's the Overwatch Minute.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, that has been Overwatch Minute with Greg. All right, now from one segment to the next. Oh,
2: this is gonna be fun.
0: Oh boy.
2: Now, now, fun. Greg, I know you're gonna to want to jump in on this one, so. just Well,
0: the way that we, the way that we've always done, why you're wrong is if there's other people that want to talk, we we let whoever's hosting. Well, it was me. But I will was... let you come in at the end, but I, I have a feeling you're gonna to want to.
1: I might say something, I don't know, we'll see. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, so... We've now come to the point where we are at the end of the podcast, and that means one thing. It's why you're wrong with Alex.
2: So, we spoke about subscription-based on Xbox, PlayStation, earlier on in this podcast. Which is great, because it segues perfectly into the subscription-based gaming... Pay, all, pay once for playing all you want. Pay once per month, uh, play every game you want. This sounds like a great fucking idea, right? For example, Google's version, you know, pay 9 dollars play whatever fucking AAA titles are on, this, on there. Um, a lot of people are doing things like this. Apple has one for their, uh, for the store, for their apps. Uh, Google is working into one called Play Pass. So Apple has Apple Arcade. Google is looking into Play Pass. EA Sports um, already has one. Um, Microsoft Xbox Game Pass. So, like, there is quite a few of these out there. It's a great thing, right? No, you're fucking wrong, and here's why. Look at fucking Netflix. Let's use Netflix as our example right now. It took 20 years for Netflix to get to where it is. I know, Netflix has been out there for 20 years. Congratulations, you're fucking old. Get over it. 20 years for Netflix to become the giant monolith it is for streaming. Look at what everybody is doing now in that industry. We have Disney coming out with theirs. We have Hulu, who Disney actually acquired recently. We have uh, CBS getting their own. Everybody is coming out with their own streaming platform, splintering it to the point where people are going from, hey, I don't need to have to worry about pirating things. I don't have to worry about having a cable subscription because I can just stream it online and I can pay a nice easy fee, maybe one or two things, and that's it. Now it's starting to splinter to the point where people are literally going like, why the hell am I doing this? I'm just going to fucking pirate it. We're s- going to have the exact same situation happen if people are not careful with the gaming industry. If they are not careful and they do not allow cl- uh, cross uh, to have those titles on different streaming services, you're going to see it splinter to the point where it's just fucking useless. Because you're going to have everybody in this walled little garden and there's going to be no crossover whatsoever and it's going to defeat the entire fucking purpose of these types of services altogether it's one of the reasons why Xboxes and Playstations and Nintendos are great and all but the Google model might actually be best if they can continue to get those exclusives to put on their fucking system because if they keep getting the exclusives where everybody else is stuck with only their exclusives Google might actually come out on top on this one and lo and behold that would be fucking amazing That's why you're wrong because you hope that it's all gonna work out perfectly well in the end
0: okay so i don't entirely disagree with you believe it or not uh however i don't think that the service model is bad i think what's going to happen how i view it and the same thing like you said with the netflix situation um and all these companies coming out with their own pay for service uh, it's all going to depend on on how like the exclusives that they get, how they do the like Disney Plus, for example. Personally, paying for Disney Plus seems like a fucking no brainer to me because I get Disney Plus, Hulu, and one other thing that I don't remember the name of. Um, that to me is 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 awesome. I get all that, I, I get all that in one little nice nice, nice neat little package. Um, ESPN Plus. ESPN, thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's if I watch sports. Which, by the way,
2: ESPN Plus is the only place you can actually see the Octagon fight for MMA now. There
0: you go. So, just uh, just throw that one out there. Yeah. So, my my point is that I think people in general need to be smarter with their money in terms of which ones they get because you're going to want to get the ones that give you the most service for your bang for your (laughs) buck, the biggest bang for your buck. To me, right now, when it comes to these like online. Oh, sorry. Like, the, like with the video game stuff, uh, easily, Xbox is the most bang for my buck. If if it turns out, and I have a good enough PC, that Stadia is the biggest bang for my buck, and it works, oh, then... Oh. Wait, you time out. The- I'm going to stop you right there. That's the whole point of Stadia,
2: is that you don't need the good PC. You just need the good internet connection. You could get a fucking Chromebook and play this shit. It's literally played in your browser. and their true. End, and their end takes care of all of the
0: heavy lifting. That is true. I, I did forget about that. Um, well, and then, you know, it comes down to other things. But point is, is, is when it comes to the, the paid-for services like you were talking about with the video stuff, you absolutely want to pay for what... Like, I canceled DC Universe because I thought there was going to be a lot of rad content on it. There wasn't. There just wasn't. And I didn't enjoy what I paid for, so I canceled it. And I'm not going to pay for it again. I might do well, a free month if I actually want to watch Young Justice. But then again, look at all the sites I can go to that I can get it and not have to actually pirate it.
2: Um, that, okay, if you're streaming it for free on a website, that's still a form of pirating. I didn't say it wasn't. Just, just saying it, it's not pirating because you're not downloading it, but it's still pirating.
0: That's why I use so Any impressionable youth out there, it's still fucking pirating. It's still, yes, it's still stealing. I'm not saying that's not. Uh, it's just not you having the evidence on your computer directly, and your ISP <laughs> can't find out. They, they can if you're stupid about it. <laughs> no, actually, no.
2: ISPs nope. are not allowed to actually see the website itself that you're going to right now. No, so they, they, all they see is you streaming. They don't see what you're streaming or where you're. Uh, they can see where you're streaming it from, so like China or Hong, you know, Taiwan, but they don't know what you're streaming. You could be streaming something completely legitimate.
0: And if you get a VPN, they even further can't see that. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I just think that you're right. You have, you have to be careful. They have to be careful. It's going to come down to which service is best for you. Which service do you think is going to be worth your time and money? I think that people in general need to be careful about that, too, and not just the video game industry. Well,
2: and I think, specifically, like I said, for the video s- streaming services, they are d- they are looking to splinter it to a dangerous degree. If they're not careful, it's going to backlash on them very, very, oh, yeah, very right. easily. Because it, it's like, okay, yeah, the Disney Plus is a good deal because you're getting all these other things. So, like, Hulu and Disney Plus are together, plus ESPN Plus, okay, that hits a lot of marks. But if you start looking at, like, before that deal came into place, before Disney acquired Hulu, it was going to be Disney Plus, Netflix... Hulu, CBS All Access, like all, all right. HBO Go, Showtime, all of these things are all over the place. Whereas right. five years ago, six years ago, it was Netflix and Hulu. Yeah. Where it was, oh, there's two, and people didn't want to pay for two, but they were willing to pay for two because there was different content. Netflix was your movies, Hulu was your TV. We understand this. It's all okay but we're starting to get to this point where they're splintering it so heavily that you're going to start running into a situation where people are not going to want to do that, and they're just going to go to, you know, put locker and watch shit.
0: Right. No, I I, 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 yeah. I agree with you. I totally I, agree. I,
2: I could see that happening with these, like, streaming uh, game things, depending on how prevalent they come, they become. Like, for example, the, the Microsoft All Access, you know, gives you online access to Xbox Live and everything like that, okay, that that's one thing because it's just something that's on top of it. It's an over-the-top service. It's not a full streaming service. But as, soon, but as soon as people start seeing like, hey, it's making money, we can do that. We can do this. And you have to watch them be very careful of them actually going into that whole thing, what we're seeing here, where it's we can make more money if we do this because they are.
0: Well, and 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 I'm going to say something even further to that the i don't want really to use the word fear per se but um the idea that they're going to fuck it up and that more and just the more game industries are going or more video game companies are going to start doing their own service in that fashion is absolutely going to happen it, it, especially if stadia is a success um it's going to happen we're going to see the same shit we're seeing with these media services as we are seeing with the game services but there is the inverse to that where we're seeing this new thing with the media ones, the video media ones, where they're making mergers now. Um, so that way, like you know, again, Disney Plus, Hulu Plus, and ESPN Plus are no longer different things. They're all going to be one. So that's the kind of stuff I want to see more of. That's what I want. I, that's what I want them to do. If Netflix really wants to compete with Disney Plus, they need to acquire. Uh, CBS. So that way, I can watch Discovery on fucking Netflix. They can't afford to acquire CBS.
2: <laughs> I'm just going to be. I'm going to be straight up there. <laughs> they can't afford that shit. Do you know how much CBS
0: is worth? Uh, a, a metric fuck ton. But I'm just yeah. stating that if if they were to able to do that, that would be a good way to counteract them, or maybe like make a deal with Warner Brothers of some kind. I'm just stating like yeah. if if they want if they like the competition is great. I want to see the competition. I don't want to see just one company dominating it. I don't want to see just like two companies kind of just competing with each other. I want to see multiple companies competing because at the end of the day, that's good for us and we'll get better deals. Yeah, I agree.
2: If, If we see the gaming community come together and like Voltron that bitch together and be like, look, all of our fucking libraries will be available to you if you subscribe for this. I agree. That could actually fix the issue. I'm just worried about the fact that we're not going to see that because of publishers. Not because of the game, Agreed. Company, Agreed. game developers, Agreed. but because yes. of the
0: publishers. Yes, right, right. I agree. And, and I'll say this. I don't think we're going to see it for a while because of the publishers, but there's a chance we could see it years from now.
2: I think we will see it with the indie uh, developers first. Really? I think, huh. I think the indie developers Can would I, be the I,
0: first people to do it. We're already kind of seeing that with with yeah. indie developers and Microsoft.
2: Yeah, well, like they like well, well, we're seeing it with indie developers in a lot of different ways. Uh, like, uh, for example, uh, and I know people hate it, but Epic's Game Store they're giving uh, they're giving games out for free if you go to their service. Uh, we're seeing Microsoft giving out these games for free and stuff like that. So we're seeing hints of it. But what I'm saying is, I think we're going to see ten, maybe fifteen years down the right, line, we're going to see indie gamers come together. Form like basically the UN of indie game of indie developers and say hey pay us 20 bucks a month have access to all of our games whether they're good or bad they're on there the entire library for all of our games are on there and it's a great way for those companies to be able to make some residuals as well rather than trying to sell the shit all the time
1: damn that'll be a hell of a hell of a move mm. I think it's something we could
2: see happen it, like I said, it's going to be a ways down the road, but I think that is going to be the best path forward for indie developers. Mm. Time
1: will tell. Just same one of those uh, one of those platforms that you see some indie games grouped up to in a subscription service type of way is Humble Bundle, which you can use the link below this uh, video to check out and uh, subscribe and give us some money at the same time. Fucking shill fucking (laughs) goddamn sellout, (laughs) motherfucker! Jesus, I just, I just needed to put it in there, but uh, with that. Of course, I had to tee
2: that shit up just right. (laughs) I didn't even mean to. Fucking Christ!
1: Um, but with that being said, we are at the end of the podcast. I hope you guys enjoy what you listened or uh, have seen. Um, so, uh, before we end the podcast, like we always do. Uh, I'm gonna start with Greg. Greg, where can he find you on the internet?
0: Uh, you can find me anywhere as Chub Rock Geek. Uh, any social medias, any uh, internet inter- internet entertainment platform. Hell, I have a TikTok. You can follow me there that if you, you want. But you never use. We know. You say it every time. <laughs> yeah, why not? Uh, the point is, is that I that that if you search for my name, you'll find me anywhere. My point. Um, yeah. Hey, guys, I even have a, I have a mixer now because of Ninja. Uh, I don't. That's a fucking joke. For I was going to throw
2: something at you.
0: We do have a mixer account. I had a mixer account when it was new, like when it just came out. Not because of him. Um, but, uh, yeah, so there's that. I do a, a different podcast with my buddy Josh Fisher uh, called All Queued Up, where we talk about internet streaming platform shows. Hey, look at this conversation. Um, uh, if if it's if it's exclusive to, to Netflix, Hulu Plus, Amazon Prime, YouTube Premium, we'll likely watch it and then give our thoughts and impressions. If you're looking for something new to watch, it's definitely a good podcast to get that feed. Um, but if you want to check that out, that's that's at allcutedpodcast
1: and that is it for right now. All right, uh, Alex, where can they find you on the internet? Uh,
2: you can find me on Twitter, on Twitch. And, yes, even on Mixer, I've literally never done been on Mixer or done anything on Mixer, but I do have the account, because I had to lock that name down, as Bigiu, B-I-G-I-E-U. Um, once again, if you think I am wrong, if you want to fight with me on the internets, please, please feel free to tweet at me, because I will fucking destroy you.
0: And, and, and I'll tell you what, guys, if you do leave a comment in the YouTube video, um... I'll even I will- fight
2: you on the podcast. If they bring it up on the podcast, I will fight you on the podcast. <laughs>
0: point, is, point is, is, if you literally want to argue with him, there's anywhere that you can find him. Direct all anger towards
1: Alex. Yes, exactly. I kind of <laughs> honestly want to do a segment where we just respond to YouTube comments. <laughs> I'm down. Um, but eh, we'll see we'll do that that's a side thing not in the podcast though. yeah yeah um that's definitely an idea for you yeah yeah sure. <laughs> very true um you can follow me on twitter at defective naruto you can follow work that we do at missionstarpodcast.com pending um because it might change pretty soon um and uh this podcast usually goes up every monday the full podcast you can watch every segment of what we just did on this podcast on our YouTube channel, leading up into next week's podcast, but basically next week's content, um, where we talk about gaming news in the past week in, in this form or fashion, much different than we used to. So, um, also you can follow me on Twitch, uh, push TV slash clawmaster underscore. Um, with that, that's pretty much it. Um, again, thank you guys for watching, for listening, what what have you. Um and with that as I get the outro ready. We'll Go s- fuck yourself. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. Was Wait, was it No. But-
0: <laughs> I asked him about why he says that and if it has something to do with like a different podcast you listen to. That's how they end their